This is Andrea. Connie's here. And we've just been wondering about all things church or theology or discipleship or Jesus. In 20 minutes or less. This This is Just Wondering. Well, Connie, you're getting me excited. I don't know. Peter might have been my last pick. And I think discipleship goes deeper than that. That Jesus could sign. Really? Like, I just rose from the dead and like you're still on that. I thought we had moved past this by now. Today, Andrea and I are just wondering about creation and creativity and the creator God who has created us in God's image. So, come wonder with us. Andrea, I've just been wondering, I've been thinking about an upcoming event in your life. Yes. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Pretty soon. Listen, nine days and counting. Not soon enough, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now by the time our podcast listeners hear this episode, yeah. we'll be well past this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be you'll be hip deep in diapers yeah. by then. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So in case anybody didn't know, Andrea and Aaron, her husband, are having a child in uh, nine days. Nine days. It's a little girl. It's our second daughter, so our oldest daughter is very excited to have now a little brother and a little sister. So we're excited and also a little bit scared for how our life is going to change because now we're outnumbered, Oh my gosh. There's three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but look at it this way. There will be three females and only two males. Oh, yeah. So, you know. You're right. That's the icing on the cake, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, see. We, if, will, we if, will win every vote. In fact, when I talked to Zoe recently, she said that, the, yeah, that was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> so she was, she was good with this third sibling she's, coming. She's on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, I just marvel. Uh, of course, I don't have any children, for those who don't know. Um, and that was by choice. But uh, I marvel at the at the creativity uh, that happens in the reproductive act. Of course, I grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. so I saw lots of babies born. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were four-legged. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not. Let's hope not for that. For, for don't, this, don't you put that on this no, baby? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I just marvel. I marvel at the at the creative act of reproduction. I think it's really interesting that you just said the creative act of reproduction, though, mm-hmm. because. Uh, we've been talking lately, you and I, and you know, off off mic about mm-hmm. creativity and mm-hmm. how we, that mm-hmm. connects to our creative God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so often when we talk about being made in God's image, we talk about being creative beings because God is a creative God. Right. We tend to think that that creativity is limited to the realm of artistry. Mm-hmm. If you can draw or paint, or if you're musically talented, mm-hmm. or or if you can compose your own music and things like Maybe this. Maybe drama. Yes. And we limit it. We think creativity is that. And there's so many people in this world who would say, no, I'm not creative in mm-hmm. those ways. Mm-hmm. But I think we do a real disservice when we limit creativity to those more artistic things. Because I think being made in the image of God and having the creativity of the creator mm-hmm. means that we can look at the world and at any situation through a creative lens. Mm-hmm. Maybe we creatively decorate our houses. Mm-hmm. Maybe we creatively plant our gardens. Maybe we creatively problem solve mm-hmm. or raise mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. There are all sorts of ways that we can be creative, and all of those ways image the, the creativity of our God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I resonate with that. Early in my professional life, I taught art. 
I was an art major and uh, have painted and drawn and done photography and had expressive acts all through mm-hmm. my adult life. But I realized uh, when I was sort of neck deep in administrative things <laughs> in my professional life mm-hmm. that I was still employing creativity. And I don't mean in illegal ways, so I don't want my accounting <laughs> friends to get nervous. Uh, I wasn't cooking the books Creatively at any point. Creatively moving the numbers but, around. But finding creative ways to fund things or cut expenses, yeah. uh, which was an interesting kind of realization to me at some point that this could actually be a, a creative act that I'm doing here. Right. Uh, and helping the entity, the organization that I was serving at the time. So I very much resonate with that. Creativity comes in all kinds of packages and shapes and sizes and ways that we express it. Something you said, though, when you referenced being created in the image of God Mm -hmm. is a really fascinating, mind-blowing thought to me. What it means to be made in the image of God And what of creation does that apply to? Does it apply to all of creation? Only the animals, mammals, non-plant beings, non-plant beings is what I'm talking about. Or does it only apply to humans? And if it only applies to humans, then my goodness, what does that mean? And what kind of blessing or challenge or unique opportunity for relationship to this creator God do we have? Those are a lot of fascinating questions. You know, I have always thought that being made in God's image is relegated only to humanity, Mm -hmm. that that was something unique and special about our relationship, about how God created us. When, when scripture says, let us make human beings in, in our image, I don't see that when I think of animals or plants, although I do think they too image beauty and creativity and Mm -hmm. are living God. Mm -hmm. But I think there is something unique about humanity's ability to image our creator. I, I do see all of creation as a creative act of a creator God. And I I think in that sense, there is a relationship that all of creation have to God that is probably different than the relationship that we have to this same God. Because in creating us and placing our humanity in us, God also gave us the ability to make really bad choices and to be absolutely inhumane. Our friend Molly Marshall, has helped me understand that. So when we talk about, you know, that wasn't even, that was just inhumane. They're right. It was inhumane. Because to act and live in our humanity is to reflect this image of God in which we've been created. Yes, Connie. And now that you've mentioned that, I remember just recently reading something about that. I think it was in one of Molly Marshall's books. I associated our humanity with negativity. Mm. I associated our humanity with sin and rejection and the turning away from God. And what you're saying, what Dr. Marshall often says, is that our humanity is the opposite. Right. The humanity is not those negative things. The humanity is the positive Mm. imaging of our creator. The uniqueness in our, our being created is this ability to choose how we live in this creation and, more importantly, 
how we choose to live in relationship to our creator. You probably, if you've been in my office, which you have, uh, you see a wall full of all different kinds of depictions of the cross. Now, to me, that's not because I think the cross is a pleasant thing to look at because of the image of crucifixion that it immediately conjures in my mind. What fascinates me about these images of the cross is that there are so many interpretations and depictions of them that are culturally context. There are no two crosses on that wall that are the same or even made out of the same material. Right. Because I've collected them around from around the world, literally. So that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It also helped me understand not only are we culturally context in how we understand God and the creation of God, it's also a matter of perspective. As an artist, perspective is really important. That's why when you draw a building, if you want the building to look like it begins close to you and then goes away from you, well, that's, that's just a simple trick of perspective. <laughs> What's closer, you draw bigger. And what recedes away from you, you diminish the size and you know then that it's in the distance, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here's my story. I loved little Blake. He was a second grader. His mother, Michelle, was a fifth grade teacher, and the art room was across from the fifth grade room. So she and I became good friends. She was also a believer, trying to raise the family within a Christian home context, you know, growing up to love God mm-hmm. and know that they were loved by God. Uh, there was a sister. Uh, Charlotte, and then the dad. He was a farmer, a tall man, probably about 6'4". Michelle was a blonde-headed woman. And then uh, little Charlotte, the sister, uh, was a like a white blonde hair. Yeah. And then there's little Blake. And he's just kind of a, still a little short guy. I'm sure he grew up to be as tall as his daddy. But one day we did Uh, portraits of families so I was particularly interested when I saw Blake's because I knew all of his family I'd you know Mm -hmm. been with them so I look at the picture and here's little Blake he's in his favorite t-shirt that he wears to school about four out of five days every week (laughs) and here's here's Charlotte with her white blonde hair and a little dress that I'd seen her in so he has seen her in this dress here's Michelle and uh in a kind of her little teaching uniform, you know, that we wear. <laughs> and then I see this, his dad. I mean, I know it's his dad because it's, it's a man mm-hmm. and has on a farmer cap and uh, blue jeans. I mean, I know it's his dad. But there was no face. The face was missing. The face was represented by these two large holes in the face. Well, on a farm... Lots of accidents happen. Farming is, in fact, one of the most dangerous professions that one can engage in. And um, I thought, gosh, I I hope he hasn't had an accident. I go go to Michelle and I say, hey, I thought you'd enjoy seeing this picture that Blake drew of the family today. She looks at it and she said, well, well, what's this? What's, what's his dad? And I said, well, I'm just glad to hear there hasn't been an accident or something because I was going to ask you if your husband was having a problem. She said, no. I went back to the classroom, kind of laid the picture aside, was looking through the other pictures, and all of a sudden it hit me. It's a matter of perspective. 
Here's little short Blake. And what does he see when he looks up at his daddy? Uh, he sees two holes in the middle of his dad's face. He sees his nostrils. Yes. So it's a matter of perspective. And I think often when we view God and we view a creator God and we view our own ability to be creative in our humanity and our relationship with God, it's, it's often a matter of perspective and how we see ourselves and how we see God. I think you're right. I think that's, all, that's one of the things that causes us to limit our creativity or to define it in very certain terms. It has to fit within this, this little square, this little definition. Mm-hmm. And we don't see it as anything greater because maybe, maybe our perspective of God as creator is too limited, or maybe it's just our perspective of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, Connie, or both or both. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of Christian upbringings that really one that I experienced and that I know a lot of people experienced we were always taught that humanity, our humanity, was sinful, mm. was wrong, was mm. bad. Mm. The What we talked about earlier with Dr. Marshall and how she kind of flipped that, mm-hmm. that is good news. Mm-hmm. That brings, mm-hmm. like, I want to take a deep breath, you know, freedom and joy to realize that, wait, God did create us and called us good and created us in God's image. These are wonderful things. Our humanity is a good, glorious thing. I can't remember who said it, but the glory of God is humanity fully alive. Mm. But for so often, we've talked about how humans are sinful and bad and wrong, and and we cannot be trusted, and we cannot trust our own minds. And I think when we are connected to that great creator God, mm-hmm. especially when we are in relationship with that God, mm-hmm. we start to see that beauty and that grace and that generosity that we know doesn't just come from us. Mm-hmm. That comes from someone greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And these things should be celebrated instead of just tossed aside as if we need to overcome all of our humanity in order to be faithful followers of Christ. No, the truth is we need to live into our humanity as faithful followers of Christ. You know, and not to kind of go back to the beginning where, you're, where you made a very good point that we tend to think of creative only in terms of the arts. Mm -hmm. I have often found curious that in the world of painting, of world art, through the ages, that at every next movement, the initial paintings and some of the key turn pivotal works of art that launched then a whole new movement in the art world were religious, religious art. And I think sometimes... That that kind of awareness and just my own creative expression. I mean, Andrea, there have been times that I have painted or drawn and been totally lost in it in a transforming kind of way. It takes me someplace else in the same way that I have experienced acts of worship. Yes. Have, have been transforming and sort of taking me to a different place. Yes. And experience with God. So we don't want to leave our listeners thinking that if you do paint or if you do draw, <laughs> that, that, well. that, that that's not also creativity yeah. and a sign of creative God. But, right. But, uh, yeah, but certainly not to limit it. Yeah. Sure. 
Well, and I'll tell you, I am a, a really creative person. Yes, it's, you are. It's just part of <laughs> We are trying to keep up with you and your creativity. <laughs> Enneagram number four, if anybody's out there with me. Um, but I am. I have never been a, a good artist. I cannot draw. When you're telling us about buildings and perspective and it's a little trick, I'm like, yeah, I never learned that trick. I have no idea how to do some of these things. But I like to mess around. I like to write songs. I like to paint, even though I've never created anything incredible and I also write sermons especially now as part of this pastoral residency and I think I think writing sermons is a creative act I think the way that we think about structuring Sunday school mm-hmm. and putting together curriculum mm-hmm. all of these things I find that if I am trying to do them out of my own mind and my own reason I can maybe make it happen but it, it probably won't be that phenomenal. It'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But if I take a moment and stop and realize this thing that I'm trying to do requires some creativity, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a moment, take a breath, maybe meditate or say a prayer and say, God, mm-hmm. I need you to help me access this creativity and how to solve this problem or how to structure this program mm-hmm. or or how to reach the community around us with service and with your love and these Problems need creative solutions, and I'm not quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Almost always, not immediately, but God is there. God answers those. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if I only ever limit God and my desire for creativity to the realm of that artistry, I'm missing out on the whole rest of life that God is also enacting God's creativity right. on. Right. Right. So, at the ready. God is at the ready. Yes. All the time, right? Yes. I heard someone say once, when I can't figure out what to do, when I'm at the end of my rope, I have no options left, that's when I pray. (laughs) And I think that's how a lot of us probably think, but I would really like to get in the habit of doing the opposite before I get to the end of my rope. How about before you pick the rope up? Exactly. (laughs) Let's start with that prayer because God is there, like you said, at the ready. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Let's just uh, encourage... Uh, each other and and anyone else who wants to join us to find an act of creativity this week that might be new to us or unthought of before this week. And as we do that, let's realize that we are engaging with God in this this experience. Yes, a creative. It can be something artistic. Connie was right. No no shame to the (laughs) artists out there. Or it can be something as simple as loving our neighbor. Or organizing our desk. Or having a baby. (laughs) Or having a baby. (laughs) Remember that in nine days. (laughs) Are there things that you're just wondering about? Connie and I would love to hear from you. Send us an email with your thoughts and we'd be happy to talk about it on the podcast. We're grateful to Charles Smith for helping us record these episodes and to Hook Sounds for allowing us to download this music titled Save the World.